Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Borough podcast here on the Borough Reviews Network. My name is Jared, and finally back is Linda. Hello. Hello, everyone. I am back. I'm back and better than ever. I feel like I say that every time I come back after being in my for a few weeks. Yeah. It's a thing now. Yay. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good to take some time. Uh, it wasn't time I wanted to take, but, you know, work calls. So Yeah. 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 I get it. I get it. Uh, somehow I managed to find time to do everything. Like I, I just got done uh, doing a Candyman video and I completely changed like the whole entire format of the reviews. So that's fun. Ooh, uh, fun new things. Fun new things. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It looks pretty good from my opinion right now, but uh by the time you're listening to this podcast, it should be out on the YouTube channel. So head over to YouTube and search the Borough Reviews, find our channel, and then um, it should be the first video listed there. So I uh, can't wait to share that with everyone. Um, Candyman, what a movie that was. You didn't get to experience it yet, but uh, I think you'll like it. You think I'll like it? Yeah, I liked it. I hope it. I like it. I liked it. I didn't love it, but uh, I, you know, I mean, can't love everything. Oh, is it because it wasn't an A24 film? No, no, actually, it's more in line with like an A24 film, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, it just, uh, yeah, there are some things about that movie that I'm just not quite sold on, but uh, everything else I, I really like to cinematography A+. Uh, I feel like all the actors are really good and the characters are really good, but it's a quick movie. It's only an hour and a half, so... Oh. Um, like it's a quick watch and I feel like it kind of suffers from a shorter runtime almost. Uh, so, but that is the light review. If you want my full thoughts and opinions, go check out the full length video review. Yes. We have uh, a YouTube video. Finally. Finally. Yes. On a, on a review. <clears throat> I know it's, uh, I've not been doing anything I feel like, but I've been doing everything. So it's been weird. Uh, I did want to talk about this article from Insider that came out just because it was super weird. We don't have to talk about it for too long, but um, Insider published an article from Grace Dean. Uh, This was probably about 10 days ago now. Um, Some white collar workers are secretly balancing two full-time jobs and earning up to 600,000 a year, a report says. Um, Essentially, the Wall Street Journal spoke to six workers who have held multiple full-time jobs. Uh, they told the publication that it's difficult balancing. Uh, it's a difficult balancing act, but that it is worth it because it doubled their salary essentially. So the journal also verified the workers' claims by examining like offer letters, employment contracts, pay stubs. What these people are doing is they're taking full advantage of the work-at-home opportunity. And then they're turning around, and while they're in meetings for one job, they're dropping out and joining meetings for their other job. And Hmm. lawyers say that it's not technically illegal, but that it violates some of the workers' contracts, so they could potentially get fired, but they couldn't get sued for it. Um, Yeah, this is an ingenious idea. Like, (laughs) if you want to get out of debt fast, just do what these people are doing. I can't imagine myself doing it. Um, but you know, people are using it to pay off student loans, top off their kids' college savings, buy luxury goods and sports cars. Uh, (laughs) 
apparently people are getting confused because they're waking up, you know, one morning and they're like, oh, is it that job or is it that job that I have to go to? I don't know. I'll figure it uh, out. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know. If you could do this, would you? Just to just to double your salary. Um, if I felt confident that I wasn't going to get caught, hell yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So you get caught from one job and what happens? They let you go. Ooh, you still have another full-time job. It's not like you lose your entire livelihood. Yeah, but it's me. I'll cry. <laughs> I don't know. Please don't go. You're my, you're, you're only one of two. I mean, my only job I have. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not like that, but I get why people... Yeah, you'd be like, okay, bye. But me, I'd be like, oh, that's so mean. You're firing me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, look here. I don't take rejection well, okay? Let's face it. Well, I mean, I think you would take rejection (laughs) well for like $600,000. I think think rejection would be okay. I guess it's fair. (laughs) Um, If I got paid for every time I got rejected, I wouldn't even need two full-time jobs. That was that was a sad joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a one data scientist in Richmond, Virginia, who told the journal that he was teaching an online coding class at his second job when his first boss like asked for like a video conference. He told the students to take a short break and use the other computer to join a call. So he literally just had his desk, you know, he had two different computers and he was just hopping back and forth. Oh geez. What a king. Uh <laughs> Work, I wish I could. Um, yeah, no, I I thought that was super interesting, and it's one of those like stories that's gonna like dip under the radar. No one's gonna talk about it again. Uh, no one even probably saw that, so I just thought it was interesting. Well, I didn't to bring know it. anything about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't even know how I found it. Who knows? Um, oh, looking up ways to scam scam people. You know, scam scam, scam jobs. Yeah, yeah. Just typical yeah. Jared Googles. <laughs> Right. All how right. can I fuck over capitalism today? Look, I look up how to do that every single day, and sometimes there are days where I look it up every hour on the wow. dot. How productive! I know. It's like I, I wish take I was time. as passionate as you were about things. <laughs> I take time out of my job every day, every hour, to look up how I can screw them out of more money. Uh, no, I don't do that, but I wish I would. <laughs> Um, if you didn't think that, you know, people would hear what you just said, would you take it back? No. Oh, that's what I thought. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With all that down and out of the way, uh, we are now going to move into the news bit and then uh, come right back after the news bit for some news discussion. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online, and Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more within minutes of finishing your first recording. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. We use Buzzsprout and can attest that it is a cakewalk compared to some of the other hosting platforms that we've used. So what are you waiting for? Grab some gear that you already have, and then find a quiet place to record and talk about all your favorite things. Following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and help support our show. We can't wait to hear your passion. 
And now for your last week's news update. Christopher Fiducia of Screen Rant writes, Halloween Kills star says the trailer only spoiled the tip of the iceberg. James Jude Courtney, aka Michael Myers, doesn't think that the Halloween Kills trailer gave away too many spoilers, saying it was only, quote, the tip of the iceberg. Courtney first appeared as The Shape in 2018's Halloween from David Gordon Green and is returning for Halloween Kills this October and Halloween Ends next year. Green proved that Michael was more than lethal than ever in the latest sequel, which takes place 40 years after John Carpenter's original movie. 2018's Halloween featured plenty of gore, but it's been widely reported that Halloween Kills is going to up the ante. Trailers often give away too much about the movie, but it looks like that won't be the case with Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills will release on October 15th, 2021. Jeremy Mathai of Slash Film writes, Free Guy, arriving on digital and home release very soon. Each and every new theatrical release these days brings a new guessing game of just how long we'll have to wait until the studio makes the film available on streaming and or video on demand. Thus far, we have been under the assumption that Disney would keep Free Guy, a holdover from their acquisition of 20th Century Fox, in a theatrical-only exclusive window for an undetermined period of time after its initial release. The announcement has come down that Free Guy will be made available on all major digital platforms on September 28, 2021, and will be coming to the 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and DVD formats on October 12, 2021. For those keeping track at home, a guesstimated 45-day window for a movie releasing on August 13th would end on September 27th. The fact that Disney isn't wasting a single day to throw Free Guy onto digital platforms sure feels like a quiet acknowledgement that theatrical pandemic-era box office receipts are simply not conductive to profits at this current point in time, not compared to what studios stand to gain from digital rentals and purchases at least. But, in good news for physical media collectors, Free Guy's Blu-ray special features include two deleted scenes, an extended scene, bloopers, and behind-the-scenes featurettes. Ari Notice of Kotaku writes, Your first look at the new Saints Row in action. Volition revealed the new face of the open world series at Gamescom 2021. The long-teased forthcoming Saints Row game isn't a remake. It isn't a remaster. It's a totally different re. A reboot. Developer Volition announced the news at the Gamescom opening night livestream that the game would be called Saints Row and it's coming out for all platforms next February. Saints Row, once a relatively popular series of open-world games in the vein of Grand Theft Auto, has had a quiet few years. The last mainline game in the series, Saints Row 4, came out all the way back in 2013. Like the prior games, this new Saints Row is an open-world action game. You play as a member of a crime syndicate. You shoot guns and drive from a third-person perspective. It's set in the American Southwest, and it's full of explosions, fireworks, and neon colors. The game will be coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, as well as Xbox Series X, S, and on Xbox One and PC. And that concludes your last week's news update.
If you would like to support the Borough Reviews or the Into the Borough podcast, please consider joining our Patreon campaign. Our Patreon offers a few distinct memberships. Candyman, a $1 a month tier to show your general support for what we do. It follows a $2 a month tier that will grant you early access to our videos before they release on YouTube. Hereditary, a $5 a month tier with exclusive podcast discussions and member-only polls so you control what content we focus on each month. And finally, Trick or Treat, a $10 a month tier where you'll get exclusive videos, behind-the-scene content, and all of the other perks combined. And who knows, there may be a super secret tier waiting to be discovered. During these times, it is crucial for us to remain stable, and with your help, we can get there. Head over to patreon.com slash Reviews to sign up. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. All right, welcome back to the news discussion. I want to talk about what James Jude Courtney has to say about Halloween Kills because he is hyping it up just like Jamie Lee Curtis has been, just like David Gordon Green has been. Everyone's talking about this movie. It comes out on the 15th of October, FYI. Um, So not too far. Like, we don't got a long wait for this movie. But uh, they spoke to The Shape himself. And by they, I mean, uh, he was talking to, um, I believe... Screen Rant? Let me pull it up here. I just want to make sure I get that. Yeah, Screen Rant. Yeah, he was talking to... Actually, no, he was talking... Um, he was... I guess maybe he was. Anyway, all this article says is uh, while attending Flashback Weekend in Chicago. So who knows who he was talking to? It might have been Screen Rant. Um, anyway, James Jude Courtney says, quote, Halloween Kills is freaking brutal. It's brutal. It took me a couple of months to recover, swollen knees. After you see the film, you ask me this question again, and I'll tell you about the ass kicking I got. Uh, (laughs) So he basically says that what we've seen in the trailers is just the tip of the iceberg and that there's so much more, you know, and even me, I was pretty skeptical. I saw the trailer. It had a lot of kills in it. And I was like, please don't show me all the kills in the trailer, please. And from the sounds of it, I was. And from the sounds of it, I shouldn't have been worried because uh, he's saying that it's brutal and there's more to come. John Carpenter's also saying that it's basically the the god of the ultimate like slasher. So, um, you know, a lot of people are hyping this movie up and uh, I just don't want to be let down. What do you think about these comments? I feel like it's worth seeing if it got the killer on his knees at the end of all of it. Like I, I'm pretty. I've I've been more. I I feel like there have been some points where I've been more stoked about it than you were. Cause you were all like, "Yeah, the trailer showed you much." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, but <laughs> so." But they have more. Who was, who was, who was right? I think I was right. You but. were right. <laughs> but uh, I am really happy that we're seeing kind of this like slasher revival. Mm-hmm. of sorts um a lot of slashers coming out and a lot of good ones too uh good. we needed more slashers i love a good slasher flick mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh like nia DaCosta's Candyman, for instance i would classify that as kind of a a light slasher um even this one the the spiritual sequel as it's been called um 
I thought that that was really good. We have Screen coming out later this, uh, well, not later next this year, year, but next year, early next year, January. And then, you know, there's just been several movies that have been kind of almost like hidden gems. I would consider like Happy Death Day. Um, Hellfest was another Hellfest slasher was film. A good one. I loved Hellfest. Yeah. Any off the top of your head that you can think of that like were recent? Oh, shit. I mean, no. Oh, shit. Um, sorry. Excuse the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't... I'm feeling a little cold out here. I don't... Um, I was trying to think of some off the top of my head, too, and those were the only ones coming up. But, like, I know there's more than that. There is more than that. Why can't I think of any? Um, it's okay. I can't either. <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit. But it's not good I, if we can't think of I any know. flashers within the last few years that have been decent. Oh, I mean... We named a few. I was think I was trying to think of some more since like 2019 ish. Yeah, that's the problem. There hasn't really been any. Uh... Well, I think we. I think it kind of kicked off with uh, Halloween 2018. Um, I think that that's really where that slasher revival kind of kicked back in. Mm-hmm. And uh, ever since then, you know, there have been a couple movies here and there that have been doing the slasher gig. Um, some not well like random acts of violence, but other ones that Mm -hmm. have done it (laughs) have done it really well. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I, I never watched it, but I heard ready or not was pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we, I, I Googled, I just Googled 2019 slasher movies and they're really bad ones. Like the banana splits movie, black Christmas child's play. Those all came up. Uh, child's plays a guilty pleasure of mine. I'm going to be honest. I got to be honest about that. That's a hilarious movie. That one was one where we watched it and we were just cracking up the whole time. How could you not? Um, uh, no. I guess us, technically, loosely, kind of. I mean, yeah, they, they, I could. You can make an argument. They did some slashings in there. Uh, let's 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 see here. Let's let's go to the next year. Oh, absolutely nothing. Oh, oh, I mean, Invisible Man wasn't a slasher. Get out of that list. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Grudge remake. Oh, my the God. Grudge. I watched that. That was, ooh, ooh, that was so not terrible. I'm, I'm not one to, like, actually bash on a horror movie, but that one is probably the only exception I'll make. It was bad. Hmm. I was, like, it was just so boring and slow, and there was just... There was nothing. I prefer the Sarah Michelle Geller version out of between the two. Like it was, just, <laughs> it, was it was bad. I, I'm not gonna lie the the twenty the 2004 Grudge movie actually did freak me out. It still kind of does. But I get it. There's did. something off about it. I don't like it. I mean, <laughs> I do like it. I just don't like how uncomfy it makes me. Okay, that's the only flaw of this Candyman. I'm. I'm not. Is it cringy? No, it's I. It's not scary. Like, it's oh. not scary. Uh, it it's okay. I and that's not even a good way to phrase it. It's not the horror scary. It's uh, it's culturally uh frightening, but not so much. Not so much as you know, coming at it from a horror perspective. Is it like a slasher? I don't know. Maybe I'm just not scared of slashers really, because the more and more I think about it. I don't really get scared in slashers. Um, in fact, I was more scared in the Night House than I was in Candyman. 
And um, yeah, the the Night House weird movie, weird movie, but uh, yeah. but it was frightening. So oh, well, um, there you go. Watch the yeah. Night House. <laughs> and maybe Candyman. I, guess. I would say Candyman. I would. I would say watch Candyman. I'm not saying that the Night House was better. I'm saying that it was more frightening than Candyman okay. was. If that makes sense. Just absolutely not the Grudge. Not the Grudge. Don't watch the Grudge. Don't waste your time. Oh my god, I wasted my time and like three dollars to rent it, and I'm super pissed. It was only three dollars, and I'm still super pissed. Well, at least it was only three, and not like what? What's the typical no, that's like the thing? I spent three dollars on a movie that was not worth three dollars. Ooh, it was not <laughs> worth three dollars. If I found a DVD of it just lying on the sidewalk and watched it and thought, "Hmm, this movie's shit," I'd probably be less upset about it. But the fact that I spent actual money on that movie just makes you mad kind of irritates me like i could have spent that three dollars on something that wasn't so fucking stupid but whatever that's too late now i know <laughs> i gotta call hbo max <laughs> like y'all gotta give me a refund uh speaking of bad movies neil bloomcamp <laughs> took to an interview um where basically someone was asking him about his new uh, film that he shot kind of over Zoom um, called Demonic. I guess he, or maybe he was, no, he he was doing the interview over Zoom. I haven't seen Demonic and I've heard very bad things about Demonic. Um, like it's not gotten a high critic score at all, but that's his latest film. And so, um, you know, he was doing the kind of the festival circuit interview circuit for demonic. And um, he basically came across this topic about how he thinks that the reason that he got kicked out of doing an alien five was because Ridley Scott watched Chappie. (laughs) Um, So full disclosure, I like Elysium. I, I know a lot of people don't like Elysium. I like Elysium just fine. Obviously district nine's great. Uh, Chappie was one that wasn't widely reviewed positively. And so (laughs) kind of the timeline for this, which is really interesting. So Neil Bloomkamp comes out, it comes out in like February that he's maybe doing this alien five or of whatever perspective year that was, uh, what, what year did Chappie come out? 20, 2015, 15. Okay. So this was 2015. So February 2015, everyone's like, Neil Bloomkamp, Alien 5. Everyone's hype. Ridley Scott is basically, you know, ushering him in, saying, oh, yeah, yeah, come on, come on. Well, later that year, in April, Chappie releases. Then in October, his script and everything gets kicked down the can. Uh, So that's kind of the timeline. So you're looking at like like a four-month timeline there. Right? Am I doing that math right? Uh, no, like a six-month timeline. Yeah. Uh, six months from the release of Chappie to when his Alien 5 movie basically gets Ooh. canceled. That's funny. Uh, and I kind of feel like he might be right that Ridley Scott just didn't like Chappie and, you know, therefore wouldn't let him direct Oh, whatever, Ridley Scott. As if every single one of your movies is an Oscar winner. Get over yourself. I mean, sorry, Ridley, but honestly, like... I mean, he has a lot of Oscar-winning movies, so, like... I'm I'm just saying, but, like, his last couple Alien movies, not great. And I know we talk about it, I feel like, every month, at least one time. Alien Covenant? You want to talk about that again? I don't want to talk about Alien Covenant. 
But uh, I just thought that that was funny. So it wasn't in the news bit, but I did want to talk about it. That was basically all that they had talked about. But I just saw the headline. And of course, it's such like a clickbaity headline. But I, I just had to share that info. Because I didn't realize how close that timeline was together to the release of Chappie. So I found that interesting. I just think that Ridley Scott just needs to accept that maybe someone else should start directing the Alien movies. Yes. That's all I have to say about that. That's my input. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> Linda's here to say stuff that Jared's just tired of saying. Yeah. I haven't played Aliens Fireteam Elite yet, but that's a video game that just came out. Um like over the past like week or so. Uh, it's like $40, but it looks like Aliens Colonial Marines Part 2. Yeah. And I'm not about to spend money on it. So I, I've i been burned way too many times by the Alien franchise now that I'm weary of <laughs> most gonna, things. He's going to email Ridley Scott and be like, yo, screw you, man. Give me the game for free. Yeah, it's not even Ridley Scott's game, but you know. You'd I mean, still do it. Like, hey, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, can I play this game for free, though? <laughs> I'll review it. <laughs> Nicely. 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 Uh, right. Hmm. Um, yeah. That's the news this week. I mean, we could have talked about CinemaCon, but honestly, you guys can handle it yourself. Go read all the articles and go watch everything. Okay, here's the thing with CinemaCon. A lot of that stuff that was shown is behind closed doors. So all I can tell you is that there was more footage of these things released at CinemaCon, but we don't have a hold of them. So I have nothing substantive to say about like any of this. Uh, It was for the theater owners, just in case you don't know what CinemaCon is. It's basically a convention every year where the National um, Theater Owners Association basically puts on this presentation to show like theater owners and other like studio execs kind of what they've got coming down the pike um, to try and drum up some excitement around some things, you know, maybe give the theater owners a chance to see what's going to do well at the box office so that they can start marketing that. Um, And a lot of this stuff is just for them initially, right? So they'll, they'll have CinemaCon, they'll release a few trailers, few clips from things. Uh, we won't actually see that stuff for months down the road. So it's pointless to even cover, which is why I say if you're curious to know what they showed at CinemaCon, uh, go look it up. I don't know. Yeah, do it your damn self for once, Do it guys. your damn self. God, <laughs> they're doing the work for you. I know that seems salty. I think it. I think I'm salty about it because I spent about ten minutes searching for like a roundup article, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find one. It was all like day one, day two, day three, and I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck this!" I was like, "I'm not even going to bother," because <laughs> it would have basically just taken my whole entire episode dedicated to CinemaCon, in which we talk about things that we haven't even seen. So no. I mean, I know we nope. do that a lot, but at least, you know, when we're talking about like trailers, uh, we've actually seen something or if we're getting the scoop on who's been cast in, you know, what property, that's all fun and speculation. Um, this is just me delivering you news that I can't verify. So it just seems pointless. I don't know. I don't know. That was a weird rant to have. Oh, really? Track. Wow. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's the Scary headphones. Jared's back at it again with them rants. It w- it w- it's the headphones because I can't hear. 
like I don't have uh, my you voice playback on. Yourself, so you just kind of keep talking. Yeah, uh, which is a problem because normally, like for those of you that uh, are patrons and uh, you know watch this on Patreon instead of listening to the audio version, I always have you know the one headphone in and not ever oh. the headset. And so yeah. I have the headset on, and it's really like confusing me. Don't worry, you can get on my level here soon enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally just realized that you don't normally wear headphones. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Usually, it's I weird. see all of, all of that hair. Yeah, it's weird. Mush down. Yeah, you know, you get used to it. But we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk some box office because. There are things releasing next week, <clears throat> Shang-Chi. There are things that released this past week, Candyman, that I want to talk about and get your opinion on. Do you remember what you had marked down for Candyman and the opening weekend box? Uh, anyway, save it. We'll get to it after this short break. You <laughs> <laughs> freaking calls me on doesn't even let me defend myself. <laughs> Shut up! It was a bad week, okay? No, oh, the numbers were so off. My insider scoop wasn't working. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I didn't even. Anyway, anyway, stay tuned. We'll talk about it in a second. I'm sure you know by now, but we have our own YouTube channel. We upload video reviews of the latest television shows or movies and stream gaming content occasionally. We have a goal to reach 100 subscribers by the end of the year. As of now, we are about five subscribers away from reaching that goal, and it would mean everything to the team to be able to accomplish this. Simply search the Burr Reviews in YouTube search bar to find us. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the videos a thumbs up and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications when we upload or go live. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. All right, so we gave you some numbers at the beginning of the week for Candyman, and we technically were both wrong. So I don't want to say I don't want to I don't want to tout my horn and say that I was like right one hundred percent, but uh, I was close, and so therefore I win this week. But you've still won the majority of weeks, so it doesn't even mean anything. Sorry, um, <laughs> guys, it's just my inside scoop was off, and you know the the numbers were fluctuating. It was really weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Candyman uh, is projected to take home twenty point seven million in its opening weekend domestically here in the North America market. And uh, I must say that I was pretty close. I had seventeen million. Um, do you want to say your number, or we can just move past it? <laughs> you, you, you can say my number. Oh, uh, Linda had forty million, which you know I feel like that is you had a lot of confidence. It was which, halfway there. It, it, was, it was halfway, halfway there. there. You're right. You're right. And you know what? Because most theaters are down in attendance about fifty percent any any given day from this time in 2019 you mean half uh, yes half so therefore in normal in a normal year hmm. you would have taken the cake just saying hmm. so my math was dead on you guys just failed to fucking show up to the movie <laughs> yes. yes yes that is the correct analysis you guys you guys failed to go out and give yourself covid thanks a lot thanks a lot because you're not dead now linda's wrong Hmm. Was it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So 27, uh, 20.7 million. That's pretty in line with the last few weeks of releases. You know, Free Guy came in at like 23, I think, or 27, one of the two. Um, so everywhere is, it seems like it's steady around the $20 million range right now. We'll see what Shang-Chi does. I'm curious to know what you think Shang-Chi will do in theaters uh, this weekend. Um, I honestly have no idea. I mean, Black Widow came out of the gate swinging with 70. Um, so I think my projection for Shang-Chi there without doing any sort of analysis or prediction, um, from insider information, as Linda would say, is probably going to be about 50 million. I'm going to go with 50 million. I think I'm I'm comfortable in my 50 million range. I'm going to go 30. Oh, that would be a nightmare for PR standards. I think it's only going to do 30. Oh my God. I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. But I'm I mean, you could be right. I think it's only going to do 30. Mm. Yikes. Like, no offense. What makes you think that it's only going to do 30? It might just be from my social media standings. It's just, it's a movie that, honestly, when it comes to Marvel movies, you hear so much hype, you get so, you know, you see it everywhere. Like, it's all over the place. And everyone's talking about it. Yeah. I've heard literally nothing about this movie from anyone, anywhere. It's like no one gives a shit. I think since it is a Marvel movie, I would say like anywhere between 15 to 20 million mil if it wasn't for the fact that it was a Marvel movie. So that's giving that extra 10 million that's, boost for you. Yes. Okay. I'm giving it 30 because it's a Marvel movie and they tend to do pretty well. But since it feels like no one really cares about this movie, which sucks because it seems like it would actually be a really good movie, I would have put it a little lower. The conversation has shifted from Shang-Chi to the new Spider-Man movie, uh, No Way Home, because of the trailer that was released at CinemaCon. And I feel like a lot of the discussion about Marvel right now is centered around that movie and not about Shang-Chi, which is exactly. damning since it's I think they a week away. fucked up from a PR standpoint. I think they shouldn't have released the trailer until at least... I think, if anything, they should have dropped the trailer as soon as this movie came out. Like, it should have been, like, in theaters, like, seeing the trailer for the first time. That definitely could have picked up a lot more a lot more people doing that. I, agree. I think that I... would have been the perfect opportunity. Because you hear Marvel, you never hear about Shang-Chi. You never hear about it. And I think this would have been a perfect opportunity to to do something like that to pick up more foot traffic. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, I do feel like that kind of hindered it a little bit. So oh, absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see next week. But uh, stay tuned on next week's episode where we give you an update for Shang-Chi. Um, I am excited for it. Uh, you know, I've heard nothing but good things. Everyone's kind of glowing about it. They're saying best martial arts movie since The Raid, yada, yada. I see someone in the background. It's very creepy. Do you see that? Do you God, see that that person? Stop! <laughs> I was looking at my camera and I was like, "There's no one here." What do you mean? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah.
I'll be out in a minute. I'm, I'm fast, bro. Yeah, I'll be out in a minute. God, you seriously just like, oh, that's a creepy person. I'm just. Yeah. I just see the shadow stop blocking the light in the doorway and I'm like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) see. And if you were a patron at the $10 tier, you would know exactly what we were talking about. So there's the Patreon Hmm. plug for the day. Um, Anyway, let's move on to what's new to streaming. I know at this point you've heard us talk a lot about our website, theburrreviews.com, but I wanted to share some of the content you can expect from us in case you missed it. On our site, you'll find podcasts, movie reviews, opinion articles, and even more content covering all types of cinema. If you're looking for a review of your latest project, we got you covered. Simply search theburrreviews.com in your web browser to find us. As a company residing in Nebraska, we know how hard it can be to get your message out to the world, and we want to help. Find our contact page on the website and fill out the form. There, you'll also find a list of submission guidelines on the page. Not every submission will be accepted, mainly due to time restrictions, but we welcome all types of motion pictures. So what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. All right, I'm sure you're all curious as to what we have new to streaming this week. Well, if you're a Bob Ross fan, you should be very happy because what is new to Netflix, specifically Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and Greed, um, which is a Netflix documentary that doesn't tarnish the beloved host and painter's immaculate legacy. Instead, it looks at the unpleasant battle over his brand after his death in 1995. Um, So if you're curious about the fallout of his death and kind of what happened to him and his legacy as an artist, um, as an artist, wow, as an artist, I would as de- an artist, <laughs> as an artist, <laughs> um, as an artist, I would definitely check out that Netflix documentary. You also have the other two on HBO Max. It's season two. I haven't watched season one, but you know what? It it had its first season on Comedy Central. So if you're familiar with it, I would say head over to HBO Max and check it out. Um, but, uh, Molly Shannon plays a mother apparently that is dominating a spotlight. And you know what? Anytime Molly Shannon is dominating a spotlight, you got me. You sold. Honestly, I love her. She's so freaking funny. Yeah, she is funny. Um, also hidden gem on HBO Max, Linda. I know you're not into this scene, but, um, I did watch F boy Island where we're about, <laughs> we're about. Oh, Jesus. 75%. What are you doing on no, there? No, it's actually really good. It's actually so good. It's, um, oh. I don't know. I think I, I think I like reality television now, and it never used to be a thing, but, like, I can just fucking turn off my brain for two seconds, <laughs> and, like, I think that's why I like it, but, no, um, it's really, it's really well made. It's cute. It's very cute. It's called um, Fuckboy Island. If you have toxic masculinity, though, this is not the show for you. Because and that's why it's a show for you. I know, and that's why it's a show for me and anyone like me. Uh, but if you're not, if you're not like mad about making fun of men or yourself, I would definitely check it out. If you like reality dating shows, it's kind of um, a new twist on it, and I think it's definitely different than what's out there right now. So. I would check that out if you can. I know we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but what I'll are you watching? Try. What am I watching? Yeah, currently. 
Um, I watched the Suicide Squad. Oh, how'd you like it? I loved it. I I actually really really liked it. Um, no, it was just it had that charm that the first Suicide Squad really fell short on, and. I agree. They actually spent more time on other characters besides Harley Quinn, Joker, and Deadshot, which I also really... In fact, they actually take the spot... They give Harley Quinn her moments in this movie, which don't get oh, me yeah, wrong. She still has enough moments. She has yeah, plenty of moments. I absolutely love Harley Quinn, but it actually gave you a chance to really look at the rest of the team. And it gave Harley Quinn her own moments while not taking the spotlight completely away from everybody else, which I greatly appreciated because then you got that gem such as Ratcatcher 2. Ratcatcher 2 is so good. Oh, my God. She's so cute. I love her. I love her so much. And honestly, I love Harley Quinn 2, but I think Ratcatcher 2 was just someone we needed in this time. It was the heart of the movie. Um, I she think really when you look was. back at that movie, the the she centerpiece here. So freaking wholesome and adorable, yeah. and I loved her. Yeah, I felt the same. And uh, Taika Waititi playing her father too, and those little like cameos <laughs> that was hilarious. Taika Waititi is just funny, but uh, um, no, he James Gunn did really good balancing everything that the first yeah. one was trying to do but failed. I think James Gunn was definitely the right person to direct a movie like that. And I'm glad that they gave it another chance to try and kind of breathe some fresh air into it. It, um, it was worth it, in my opinion. I think so, too. But besides that, I'm just watching Weeds. I'm just trying to finish Weeds. Mm. Yeah, I've but. gotten nothing really that I'm watching currently um, other than at Boy Island, chugging my way through that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I mean, really as gonna... you can tell from like the last few months, I've just been really getting just nostalgic and just been watching older TV shows instead of the new ones. And I probably should start thinking forward instead of back when it comes to my viewing preference. But if you've I never be doing watched the opposite. what, uh, I guess, I mean, if you have a chance, weeds is actually really good and I really love it. Yeah, I, I tried to I watched a few episodes from the first season back in twenty fifteen and then I stopped for whatever reason. I do that with a lot of shows, but I find once I pick it back up, it's so much more interesting. Fun fact that happened with Breaking Bad for me. Um, oh, it's happened to me multiple times with Breaking Bad. Ha- Game of Thrones was a big one too. I watched I really the can. first season and I was like, I don't really care to see more. No, I didn't watch the f- I watched like four episodes of the first season and I stopped before the finale and, um, and I really should have just stuck it out to the finale because rewatching it again and going back was so interesting. Like for me, mm-hmm. because I went from not interested at all to like all of a sudden, like hardcore fan, like, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, game of Thrones, I, I, I need to go back and finish that one. I did not get very far. It's just there's so much shit going on. So many complicated names and so many storylines. So, so many people. It was just, it was just hard to pay attention because there's too much to have to pay attention to. Yeah. And I've got, I, I <laughs> keep it simple for me, please. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I've I just been it. watching Weeds instead, and it's it's actually pretty funny and and 
just watching this mom just do shit just because she can and be like, oops, I fucked up. I'm like, same. (laughs) We all can relate to that. Just with the smile on her face, like shit's going down. She's like, well, I messed up. Let's, let's get out of here. Yeah. I don't know why. I just love that chaotic energy. (laughs) I'm really feeling that right now. So it's a good one. There you have it, everyone. There are your recommendations uh, for what's new to streaming and also just general recommendations overall. I think that that concludes this news episode. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm so glad to have you back, Linda. Oh, my God. Let me say, I, you know, I've gotten a formula down with my news flash episodes. Like it's just straight to the points, like 20 to 30 minutes per episode. Really quick, really de- decisive, uh, move really fast through the news, but it's not as fun as having you on. So I always appreciate it. Um, I'm here again, to remind you to have fun with this. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I need it. Uh, Cause otherwise I take it way too seriously. Um, so, If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Could be on all major podcast directories, including Pandora. Uh, And also, in addition, go subscribe to our Patreon campaign. We have a $1 tier, and then we have a $20 tier, and a few tiers in between. And if you want a full video version of this podcast, if you sign up for the Trick or Treat tier, which is the $10 tier, you will be granted that every week that it's me and Linda, or me and another host. So, uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye.